Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles today, and welcome especially to um, our Gifts of God program participants. We're so glad to have you with us on a daily basis and do these podcasts uh, mainly for you and for ourselves, but um, it's great to know that we're sharing and nothing real can be increased except by sharing. So we encourage you to inspire others to be part of this work. So this is still chapter nine and it's section five, the unhealed healer. The ego's plan for forgiveness is far more widely used than God's. This is because it's undertaken by unhealed healers and is therefore of the ego. Let us consider the unhealed healer more carefully now. By definition, he is trying to give what he has not received. If an unhealed healer is a theologian, for example, he may begin with the premise, I am a miserable sinner and so are you. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) I'm a miserable sinner and so are you. (laughs) If he is a psychotherapist, he is more likely to start with the equally incredible belief that attack is real for both himself and the patient, but that it does not matter for either of them. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's very deep. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess there's psychotherapy where they don't really free people of this concept of being a victim. You know, like mm-hmm. that they're victims of their past and other people doing things to them. And our philosophy and approach, and I think it's also the Course's approach, is that you attract everything that happens to you. So if, if there's some attack coming towards you, there's part of you that asks for it. So you can't really blame the attacker. Um, and if you are blaming, you are attacking. So if you're not taking responsibility for yeah. the thought forms that attracted that, you're you're blaming and attacking. Yeah. So I think that's the that's the part that it was talking about the psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. I have repeatedly said that beliefs of the ego cannot be shared, and this is why they are unreal. How then can uncovering them make them real? Every healer who searches fantasies for truth must be unhealed because he does not know where to look for truth and therefore he does not have the answer to the problem of healing. There is an advantage to bringing nightmares to awareness but only to teach that they are not real and that anything they contain is meaningless. The unhealed healer cannot do this because he does not believe it. All unhealed healers follow the ego's plan for forgiveness in one form or another. If they are theologians, they are likely to condemn themselves, teach condemnation, and advocate a fearful solution. Projecting condemnation onto God, they make him appear retaliative and fear his retribution. What they have done is merely to identify with the ego and by perceiving what it does, condemn themselves because of this confusion. It's understandable that they have been... There have been revolts against this concept, but to revolt against it is still to believe in it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the um, age-old pitfall of organized religion where they teach that you're a sinner and, you know, Catholic Church 
um, even believes in original sin, that you were born a sinner and that uh, there's no way out of that. So it makes the error real before it gives you the redemption, you know? And the Course says, well, that's not true forgiveness. True forgiveness is seeing that there is no sin and that the error is an illusion and that you can't you can't forgive something that's there. You can only forgive something that's not there. Yeah, and maybe we have to make that clearer to our clients somehow. Mm-hmm. How do we do that when we ask the, for the forgiveness test? You know that. Well, I mean, it... I think I think this is a lesson for us mm-hmm. to stop being unhealed healers. Yeah. And not make uh, anybody's problem real. Now. We were talking earlier this week about boundaries, and if somebody is doing something that uh, is violating your boundaries, I think it's good for you to stand up and mention that, but not from the standpoint of making them wrong, but from the standpoint of do only this, and this is my boundary, and this is what's acceptable. You know? So, I. Uh, I think we have to be very careful in this process of correction because yeah. that's what this 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 chapter is all about. Yeah. yeah. Some newer forms of the ego's plan are as unhelpful as the older ones because form does not matter and the content has not changed. In one of the newer forms, for example, a psychotherapist may interpret the ego's symbols in a nightmare and then use them to prove that the nightmare is real. Having made it real, he then attempts to dispel its effects by depreciating the importance of the dreamer. This would be a healing approach if the dreamer were also identified as unreal. Yet, if the dreamer is equated with the mind, the mind's corrective power through the Holy Spirit is denied. This is a contradiction even in the ego's terms, and one which is usually it usually notes even in its confusion. I'm not sure I understand this this paragraph. Well... It's it's talking about two the nightmare two forms of the unhealed healer. One is a theologian in a religious system that is teaching that you're a sinner and that your sin is real and that you have to repent and receive the you know the the grace of the of the church in order to get redeemed. But it's first making you wrong. It's making you into a sinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now the second uh, example, it says, well, yes, even though uh, that whole authority problem has been transferred over to psychotherapy and people aren't so, you know, uh, affected by church dogmas and the- theologies, false theologies mm-hmm. anymore. They've transferred that false theology onto a false science, you know, where um, you're analyzing the darkness without seeing that the darkness is projected and it's not really there. Mm, So, So you've done the same thing. It's like it's the same mistake with 
just slightly different forms. Mm -hmm. So that's, that paragraph is talking about how the psychotherapist makes the same mistake mm -hmm. by, by analyzing the past and making these nightmares real um, and then forgiving them. But, but like we learned earlier, you don't forgive by first making it real and then letting yourself off the hook. You forgive by seeing that it's not real. Yeah, it's an illusion. How, I don't know how we can get that across to clients in a private session. Well, we're going to have to. We're going to have <laughs> to. It's interesting because if the way to counteract fear is to reduce the importance of the mind, how can this build ego strength? Such evident inconsistencies account for why no one has really explained what happens in psychotherapy. Nothing really does. Nothing really happens in psychotherapy. Yeah. Nothing real has happened to the unhealed healer, and he must learn from his own teaching. His ego will always seek to get something from the situation. The unhealed healer, therefore, does not know how to give and constantly, consequently cannot share. He cannot correct because he is not working cor correctively. He believes it is up to him to teach the patient what is real, although he does not know it himself. What, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, then? like the psychotherapist is just as screwed up as the patient. In other words, yeah. What mm. then should happen when God said, "Let there be light"? There was light. Can you find light by analyzing darkness, as the psychotherapist does, or like the theologian by acknowledging darkness in yourself and looking for a distant light to remove it while emphasizing the distance? Healing is not mysterious. Nothing will change unless it is understood, since light is understanding. A miserable sinner cannot be healed without magic, nor can an unimportant mind esteem itself without magic. Well, read that again. Um, nothing will change unless it is understood, yeah. since light is understanding. A miserable sinner, quote, cannot be healed without magic, nor can an unimportant mind, quote, esteem esteem itself without magic okay so all right so let's just say from the psychotherapy standpoint um, you're looking at past experiences that were traumatic mm -hmm. right which is often what psychotherapists do mm -hmm. all right so the approach is to acknowledge that they really happened, those events, and that those events have somehow wounded you or damaged you or done something to you, right? Isn't, isn't that the approach? And like you, you expose the nightmare and you have people talk about their trauma and mm -hmm. what they went through. Yeah. All right. So if you do not empower the mind and say that it's your mind that projected and attracted and made up that scenario mm -hmm. you're not giving the mind its power so that's why it uses that phrase uh, uh, unimportant mind mm. it it it's saying your mind is unimportant. These things really happened, and 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 you you have to accept that they really happened without seeing that you attracted them and that you chose them. 
No, but you do have to see that you chose them. Yes, but the psychotherapist doesn't necessarily go that far. Oh, no, you're talking about a psychotherapist now. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why why it's talking about the unhealed healer. Yeah. It's like if, if you're not taking full responsibility and seeing that that it it was a thought in my mind that made that up just like it was a movie i projected and i watched it mm-hmm. right well then your mind is not seen in the in the power of creation that it really is mm-hmm. and you haven't really taken responsibility yeah. for for think, the trauma yeah i think the main thing we have to do then with clients is make it more clear which we do that they created it but exactly we have to make it more clear that they're not a victim exactly both forms of the ego's approach then must arrive at an impasse the correct the characteristic impossible situation to which the ego always leads it may help someone to point out where he is heading but the point is lost unless he has also helped to change his direction the unhealed healer cannot do this for him since he cannot do it for himself the only meaningful contribution the healer can make is to present an example of one whose direction has been changed for him and who no longer believes in nightmares of any kind. The light in his mind will therefore answer the questioner who must decide with God that there is light because he sees it. And by his acknowledgement, the healer knows it is there. This is how perception ultimately is translated into knowledge the miracle worker begins by perceiving light and translates his perception into sureness by continually extending it and accepting its acknowledgement. Its effects assure him it is there. Okay, so like, let's just say there, there is a trauma from people's past, in our past, whatever, and, and uh, we want to heal it. We want to we not have that affect us, right? So, so it's saying, well, yes, it's good to acknowledge that you went through the nightmare, but it's not, it's not the, it's not the darkness that's going to heal it. It's the light. Mm. And what is the light? The light is joy. The light is love. The light is freedom from the trauma from problems and if you're not emphasizing that then it it's like you're you're still making the nightmare real there's a point where you have to not make the nightmare real mm. and you have to choose the light you know it says miracles are seen in the light Right? That's lesson yeah. 91. Yeah. Miracles are seen in light. Mm-hmm. And then it says miracles are seen in light, and light and strength are one. And then it says light and joy and peace abide in me. Well, it's the light that's going to heal you. It's the joy that's going to heal you. So at some point, even the healer has to laugh it off. You know, and people think that's being disrespectful if, okay, somebody went through this terrible trauma and they got raped or they got blah, 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 or they got whatever. And if you were to um, take it lightly and say, well, just laugh it off, that would be perceived as 
uncompassionate, yeah. right? So, so, but there is a point where you do have to laugh it off and you have to get your patient to laugh it off. You have to be coming from a place of, of joy. And I know that this sounds like kind of almost impossible. Like how, how can you be joyous if, you know, somebody's sitting across from you with cancer and they're suffering? I mean, yes, you have to be you have to be uh, spiritually wise here, and maybe you're not a buoyant, but you have to at some place see that this choice for heaven and this choice for joy is an essential part in the healing, no matter what the problem is. Yeah, the choice for joy that makes sense. No matter what the problem yeah, is, gonna... no matter what the what the trauma looks like, no matter what the illness looks like, there is a point where you're going to have to choose joy if you want to heal. Yeah, well, the way you worded it, that works. The therapist does not heal. He lets healing be. He can point to darkness, but he cannot bring light of, his, of himself, for light is not of him. Yet being for him, it must also be for his patient. The Holy Spirit is the only therapist. Well, there it is. The Holy Spirit is the only therapist. Yeah, okay. He makes healing clear in any situation in which he is the guide. You can only let him fulfill his function. He needs no help for this. He will tell you exactly what to do to help anyone he sends to you for help and will speak to him through you if you do not interfere. Remember that you choose the guide for helping and the wrong choice will not help. But remember that... The right one will trust him for help is his function and he is of god as you awaken other minds to the holy spirit through him and not yourself you will understand that you are not obeying the laws of the world but the laws you are obeying work the good is what works is a sound though insufficient statement is a sound statement though insufficient only the good can work nothing else will work this course offers a very direct and very simple learning situation and provides the guide who tells you what to do. If you do it, you will see that it works. It results, its results are more convincing than its words. They will convince you that the words are true. By allowing the right guide, you will learn the simplest of all lessons. By their fruits, you shall know them and they shall know themselves. Okay. Well, this thing about um, letting the Holy Spirit be the healer, um, you know, as healers, which we are as, as breathwork practitioners, um, we also have to get in touch with this fact that it's not us doing the healing. The Holy Spirit is the only therapist. Yeah. And, or, or like, you know, that's why we read, we started reading the names of the divine mother. Mm -hmm. So, and, and right now we're very clear that the Holy Spirit and the divine mother energy mm -hmm. is the same, same yeah. right? So the Holy Spirit is what's doing the healing. Mm -hmm. So that invocation of those divine mother names at the end is, is, paramountly important yeah. you know it's like that's what we're um handing over you know the process and and maybe we're there to facilitate it but we're not the ones uh delivering the healing we're just there you know opening up the channels that can uh bring that energy into a person's life 
and help them with their healing process. And we're just kind of we're just kind of the 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 ferry boat that's taking people across the river to be with the divine mother, you know? Yeah. And um what a great thing that you can do mm-hmm. but you also have to acknowledge that that the healing is happening through something beyond yourself yeah. even for your own healing you know it it's like you have to make the contact with the holy spirit and with the help that you need to correct whatever you need to correct in yourself that that constitutes healing yeah. so i think I think it's good to read this thing about the unhealed healer. Yeah. And and we always have to be vigilant as healers not to fall into these traps where where one we make the problem real or we make the nightmare real. That's one mistake. Yeah. And then the other mistake is thinking you're the healer when it's some uh, universal divine force beyond yourself that's doing the healing. Yeah, good. So that next 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 time we have a session will be even clearer. Yeah. So what's what's a, what's the lesson you want to read? Two thirty five. God in His mercy wills that I be saved. Oh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. God in His mercy wills that I be saved. I need but look upon all things that seem to hurt me, and with perfect certainty assure myself. God wills that I be saved from this. <laughs> God wills that you be saved from whatever nightmare you've made up. Yeah. Whatever sickness you've made, whatever financial disaster you've made, whatever relationships that you've, you know, uh, created in a shambles. <laughs> God in his mercy wills that you be saved from your nightmare that you made up. Yeah. <laughs> I need but keep in mind my father's will for me is only happiness. Yeah, and there it goes. To find that only happiness has come to me. And I need but remember that God's love surrounds his son and keeps his sinlessness forever perfect to be sure that I am saved and safe forever in his arms. I am the son he loves. I am the son he loves. And I am saved because God in his mercy wills it. God, I, I am saved because God in his mercy wills it. Father, your holiness is mine. Your love created me and made my sinlessness forever part of you. I have no guilt nor sin in me, for there is none in you. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, you know, guilt and sin are the culprits of sickness and misery. Yeah. So it would make sense that if we want to get out of it, we have to let the Holy Spirit show us that we're innocent and there is no sin and it's time to rejoice you know I've been saying this little prayer when I get up and I think we all ought to say it this is a day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it I mean if you just start your day with that vibe Mm. you know it's like nothing is going to be so paramountly bad that you can uh, justify being depressed you know it's like well if you're rejoicing for the day then your problems aren't so paramount mm-hmm. you know you can just I don't want to say laugh them off but but you sort of do have to get to that point where 
you don't take your problems so seriously, yeah. like they're so solid, mm -hmm. you know, because they're just misthoughts. Mm -hmm. They're just thoughts that you can change. And if you start by saying, this is a day the Lord has made, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Well, that would be a better premise for your day than, oh my goodness, I got to face this and I got to face that and this could go wrong and that could go wrong and oh, I've been depressed and, you know, all the stuff that we fall into. It's like we're doing that to ourselves. And if we are, then we're definitely an unhealed healer and we've got to stop it. So anyhow, well, thank you. Okay. All righty. <laughs>